Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hello, welcome back to our program. We are blessed that you have decided to join us today. Um, If you are tuning in for the first time to Shouts of Grace, then we want to say welcome and let you know that we have a website that you can go to, that's shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you can um, listen to a number of past episodes. Of course, there's uh, podcasts um, on Spotify and 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 um, I believe I believe it's Apple as well. Um, I'm not too familiar on how that all that works, but on all the major podcast platforms, you can go on as well and you can listen to past episodes. And so uh, we invite you to take advantage of that. And then, of course, if you are a return listener, uh, we just want to say welcome back and thank you for. Uh, your listening support. And as always, we want to give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. They are a blessing as they spread the gospel throughout Utah County, the Uinta Basin, and other parts of Utah. And so uh, thank you to them as well. Uh, today I have in studio uh, Pastor Joe Funicello, who is a part of the leadership team at Redemption Hill Church, where we serve together. Welcome, brother. Hey, Pastor Steve. Happy to be here. Joe, what I wanted for us to tackle today, I think, you know, I'm looking out at the world and I'm looking out, honestly, at the society, our culture, even the church for that matter. And I, I see this, um, I, I don't know how to put it. I, I see this lack of fortitude in people, um, the, these, these, this not willing to really stand up for convictions and just kind of maybe maybe kind of soft peddling their faith a little bit, wanting to be accepted by others, um, not wanting to be rejected, um, and, and as a result of that, it almost becomes and almost becomes for a lot of people an idol, right? I, I don't I don't want um, I, I don't want people to think bad of me. I want to I want to blend in, and so that's the idol that they worship. And, and as a result, many people are willing to sacrifice um, what they what they think and what they believe as far as their convictions um, in, in their faith in order to worship that idol. And so what I want to do is just kind of jump right into it uh, this uh, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this, um, it's light outside for us. So, <laughs> um, and what I want to do is jump into Matthew chapter 10 and, and I'm going to start reading a section in verse 16. And then I kind of want to want us to hit the ball back and forth here. Uh, Matthew 10, 16, it says, Jesus is talking. He says, behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men for they will deliver you over to courts and they will flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, what you are to say, for it will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brothers will deliver brothers over to death and the father, his child and the children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. 
When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servants like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? And so there's there's something happening in our world right now, Joe. I mean, it's it's very clear. You, you, you've been alive for a while. I've been alive not quite as long as you but still for a while, and, and we've never seen anything quite like this. We're actually, I, I believe, we're watching the breakdown of not just our society, but quite possibly on a grander scale, Western culture, you know, um, the, the values that have, um, you know, ran our country, the values that frankly have been, you know, paramount in, in Western culture are now being sacrificed on the idol, on, on the altar, and the altar seems to be every man do what's right in his own eyes. And, and and we've seen this cycle before, right? We can look in Scripture throughout history, and and even in Scripture, we, in in Judges, we, we see that cycle. And every man did what was right in his own eyes, and 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 then judgment comes, and and you know resuscitation comes, and then the cycle is just repeated. And so, in this passage in Matthew ten, Jesus is giving us kind of this insight into what, at least in his day, what the future will look like. He doesn't tell us what necessarily part of the future, but he tells us a condition that will exist, right? And and I think one of the things he says is he's sending, so he's talking to people, right, that, that are a part of the church. It seems like they're believers, and he's sending us out into a very dangerous place where there's wolves, and we're called to be wise um, in, this, in this environment. And, and then he tells us what's going to happen. He says, people are going to flog you in their synagogues. You know what I find striking about that is that that's talking about in the house of God. The synagogue was the house of God. So you ain't going to be accepted even in the house of God, right? Which is, which is radical. Um, he says, you're going to be dragged before governors and kings. That talks about political establishments, right? So you're, you're not going to be accepted in the political sta- in establishments. But then he says, you're going to do all this for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. And I want to talk about, I want to land on that for a second, because what Jesus is saying is there's a testimony of truth. I'm the testimony. And this is where you're going to go. You're going to go into the house of God. You're going to go into the political arena and you're going to give my testimony. We see in both those areas today, we see a major, major gap between what Jesus said we're to do and what's actually happening. Explain what you see happening right now. Well, you know, when you when you mentioned, first of all, uh, the church, you know, I, I kind of think back uh, to Tim Tebow. He stood up, he stood for the Lord, and he got tremendous amount of pushback. And he just wasn't accepted. But you have another Christian, I forget his name, but he's in the basketball realm. He claims to be a, a Christian, but in, in, and he's accepted all over because he goes along with what everything the world says and not what Scripture says. And so I think in, in when you see within the church, the church is leaving the basic principles of Scripture for the first time in 2,000 years um, on what Jesus taught, 
and uh, and they're going away from that to be accepted or to be woke, if you want to call it that, or uh, or whatever it is, but to go along to get along. And then, in of course, in society, I believe church leads society, and the church has failed in many aspects. And so now you see when I say society, I here mentioned governors and stuff. You see our our institutions, our political realm, even our colleges, everything leaving the foundations what they were started on. In our in our political realm, they are just they're not saying it yet, at least on the one side, but on the other side, on the Democratic side, let's just say it, they don't even have a platform for God. But on the Republican side, um, a lot of them, they're not standing up for, for what the Bible taught and what would be just 20 years ago they would both stand for. But today, very few are standing for it all. And so you're seeing it come down, crashing down, tumbling down, and there will be a price to pay, of course. And then in within the church, there will have to be a, a stand taken. Yeah, I think I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this passage and as we're breaking it down, Jesus is kind of describing 21st century America. You know, when you had pointed out, when he talks about um, you're going to be flogged in your synagogues. In other words, you're given a testimony for Christ in your synagogues and they ain't going to accept it. The house of God, the place where the true and living God's supposed to be worshiped, they're going to reject you. Right. And, and, and your message of truth is going to be pushed out. Um, which is a sad testimony to the state of, of where the church has got, what gotten, what, what's, what's happened to us, Joe? Well, um, I think if you, if you, you want to look at it, I would say that the churches that will not just teach the basics of scripture and hold to that, listen, he went to the cross and died for us. And it says, we're not greater than our master, but the, but the, the outcome, the value of our faith is for eternity to hold back and give that up for a few short years of comfort and deny him is absolute insanity and so you have churches going along to get along not teaching the basic truths of scripture that god died for us he took our sins upon the cross and he is worthy of all our adoration and our lives and and if you don't teach that and it's all about let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya and we never call sin, sin, then you're going to lead those people right off a cliff. Yeah, I like when he says, when he's talking about you're going to be dragged before governors and kings, as you said, those are, that's, that's the political arena. Those are the, those are the people that are making the decisions. And you're going to, when you do, you're going to bear witness of me. And the result is they're going to deliver you over. So don't be anxious. In other words, they're going to reject you, right? But then he goes further and he says something here that, that's really troubling. I, w- I want to read this section again, and then I want us to take a short break and then and then cover this. He says um, they're gonna they're gonna give you over. Um, you're not gonna know what to say. It's you know don't take no thought. I'll be giving you in that very hour what to say. But then he says in verse twenty, for it won't be you who speaks, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and father his child, and children will rise against their parents. And have them put to get to death, and you will be hated by my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And I want to talk about this different division he's talking about. It's one thing to 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 
preach a church to Christians or to preach a message to Christians and not have them accept it, right? You're going to be flogged in your synagogues. It's another thing to say, you know, uh, I'm, the, the government isn't going to accept what we have to say. They're, they're, they're not going to rule by the goodness of God. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to reject the testimony of Christ. But now he gets into the most interpersonal relationships and, and this idea that even in your own home, you know, truth is going to divide people. And what would normally be a, a rational, good relationship will be fractured because of this message. And so I want to talk more about that on the other side of the break. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Welcome back to the program, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello from um, Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah is in studio with me today. And right before the break, Joe, um, we were just talking about how how this decision for Christ, how this may, giving testimony for the truth of God will go into a person's home and it will divide the most intimate relationships can you talk about that a little bit uh, and, and why that's important for a person who wants to live godly, why it's important for them to know that? Yes, I, I, I think what, when you mentioned within families, you'll see that um, the gospel, <clears throat> of course, is based on for God so loved the world. But he also has holiness and truth. And if you, within a family, you can say that God loves us and, and, and God loves a sinner. But there will come a time when you need to make a stand against, and we're seeing it now, against what society is pushing. And to make a stand doesn't mean you're not loving. God made a stand, and he sent his son to accept all of our sins upon himself. But there will come a time when, when, when families, I think, who who appears to be within the church will have issue with making a stand and calling sin sin because it's lightly glossed over now and it's not taught and so when it's not taught people think well it's not loving and then you'll see that you'll possibly have maybe that's one of the reasons why people mm. within uh, families would go against one another. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm going to have to talk, touch on something here because I always want our radio show to be practical and I want it to be, you know, I I'd certainly want it to be loving. But sometimes, you know, I think God's word throws fastballs right between the eyes, 95 miles an hour, catch them, right? It's truth. And what you just said to me is so living and active um, because I've gone through this myself in my experiences with friends over the last three, four years, people that have even come to our church, that let's take the issue that's, that's one of the most pervasive issues in our nation right now. Let's take the issue of same sex, right, or gender identity, where there's been Christians who, who are, are adamantly opposed to it. They do believe, as Scripture says, that God made them male and female in the beginning and there was no misunderstanding right and that that creation 
was part of God's glory. It was his crown jewel, right? And so they would say, yes, that's true. And, and this idea of confusing genders is just an attack that Satan is making at the glory of God and the, and the crown jewel of his creation, right? Because God said it is good, right? And so, and they believe that, or, or maybe it's the same sex you know, debate and, and they're, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're against that. We, we, we do believe it's a sin and we do believe, you know, um, people need to repent of it. And then something happens. One of their kids all of a sudden becomes, you know, in this wrapped up in this. And now the parents' convictions are thrown to the wayside now. And I understand it's hard because they love their kids, but now the ultimate form of love is accepting my child, no matter how they are. And I think that bears into what's being said here, that when we make a stand for truth, even the most intimate relationships will have fractures. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't love a person who practices sin. In fact, to the contrary, that's the very epitome of, of, of the gospel, right? It says of, of Christ that, that God demonstrated his love, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And so it, it's not saying, look, don't love your kid. It's saying you still have to endure. You still have to hold ground in what Scripture says and what many parents do. And I, and I talk to them is now their convictions change because they hit close to home. But, Joe, what you're saying here in this Scripture here is Jesus saying, brothers and sisters, it is going to hit close to home. Truth is going to come into your home, and it's going to divide. So endure it. Endure it. Don't cave. Don't give up, Right. And I think we see that happening in our society a lot right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, you just spoke about a particular uh, circumstance where maybe people within their own family and parents will pull aside. But the big mistake is, is like you said, there's the truth. And, and hang on to that because you know what? And, and I say this more on the practical side. If the parents hang on to truth, it doesn't mean they don't love their kids. That's right. You know, and, 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 to, and to think because I call something out for what the Bible says it is, doesn't mean I don't love them or love the person. It just means this is what it is. But they might be the only anchor, the only lifeline for those kids. Yeah. And if they hold that truth and love, that might cause them to come back and, and repent because let's let's face it run your life any way you want but don't think there's not going to be a price to pay because right. there will be a judgment to pay right right and, and I think that's a good point you know I think you know if you might be listening and, and and you might be thinking that the only alternative to having to deal with this in your own home so that your kids feel loved is to capitulate or to give up your convictions and say okay well since now it sits close to home and I want to show my kid love that I, I just need to change my views or I need to water it down. Because after all, God is a God of love and he accepts everybody. And, and, and here's the problem is, is you, you are allowing the world to redefine what love and acceptance is, right? Um, I don't see any inconsistencies with the love and the nature of God to love my kid and support my kid even though they're making decisions and choices that are contrary to truth. I can stand before God or people, Joe, and I could say, look, um, my, my child has chosen a path that, that's wrong, but I still love them, and I'm going to support them as much as I can, as much as Scripture will allow me, without affirming 
err in calling it good. And and I understand that's a hard deal, but but listen, as a parent, Jesus said something very interesting. He that loves son or daughter more than me isn't worthy of me. And, and so really what we're talking about is we're, we're going to test our relationship and our devotion and fidelity to God by by how we react when when things come very close or even into our home. And so this is something that is permeating our society right now, Joe, because people think the only alternative is I can't call sin sin and still love the person, so I better just not call it sin anymore so that I can accept them and they can feel loved. And that's not at all yeah, what Scripture says. Yeah, that's not, not truth at all. And as a matter of fact, you're you're holding their hands as you both walk off a cliff yeah. instead of putting a rope around them and leading them back just just lovingly and true. Yeah, he says something interesting um, in verse 22, and you will be hated by, by, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. You know, that is probably the greatest description of probably the woke generation in his, in his, in his era. You're going to be hated by all for truth. You know, when we talk about what's happening to to our society right now, that is exactly what's happening. If we don't fall in line with society and culture's view of what this new truth and love and everything looks like, we're hated, right? And yes. and here's the problem. For a lot of believers, they don't want to be hated and mm-hmm. and 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 they're willing to pay whatever price it is to not be hated even though Jesus said you are going to be hated by all when you give testimony to the truth, yeah. right? And and I just think, man, if we would just listen to, to what God says we could expect as believers, we would spare ourselves from so much trouble that's going on right now, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think that's true because, you know, you see here and Jesus says, there's going to be a storm. So prepare for it. He wouldn't He wouldn't say this if he didn't want you to prepare for it. He tells you to be as wise as a serpent, be as wise as a serpent and, and have your heart in, in, in yourself prepared, prepared to handle uh, this difficulty that is going to come. And, and it's, it's, he says it's going to come, it's going to come, but be, be wise and prepare for that. And, you know, and, and maybe that's spending more time in prayer. Maybe that's spending more time in God's word. Maybe that's spending more time with him and allow him to strengthen your inner man to be able to go through these difficulties. Because when you look at the early church, they endured so much. Jesus endured so much. Eleven of the disciples endured so much. Why do we think that we all of a sudden get to skate and uh, life's a bed of roses. Yeah, amen. I want to. We got about a minute and a half left. I want to read a passage out of First Peter four to Christians that are listening. In verse three, it says, "For the time that is past, suffice it for doing what the Gentiles want to do: living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry." With respects to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery. And they may line you. So what is he saying? He's saying, look, when the world, when the Gentiles lives this certain way and they believe what they believe and they're surprised that you don't join them, here will be the outcome. They're going to mainline you. They're going to destroy you. They're going to speak evil of you. They're, they're not going to accept you. What he's saying is, yo, you are going to be canceled by the world when you don't join them in the same debauchery. And so scripture 
paints for us this expectation as a Christian that we shouldn't think that, 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 that we're going to be greater than Jesus. And that's how he ends in Matthew 10. He says, a servant isn't greater than his master, you know? And so yeah. in, in, in the last few seconds we have, Joe, sum it up for us. Well, you know, we are, wherever you're at in your, your end times theology, we are coming to the end of something. And if, if we're not there, you know, who knows, we're close or whatever. But we are facing a, a time just like the end time shows. And you know what? Um, let your light shine. God will strengthen you. Amen. Hey, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Thanks for joining us, and we will meet up again. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.